Hi, I'm Mark Bud. And I'm Jair Briggs Davis. And we're from Mark and Jair Explain Sports. This is a tripod production. The following is a tripod production. Do not attempt to adjust your dial. Mark Bud and Jair Brooks Davis, two friends growing up in the Big Apple, two friends who became sports writers at the top of their craft. Mark, the assistant sports editor of Drexel University's The Triangle. Jair, the color commentator and reporter at Curry College. On their own, they give their own unique insights. However, together, Mark and Jair explain sports. What's going on, everyone? It is one of your co-hosts, Jair Briggs Davis, and I am here with Mark Bud for another episode of Mark and Jair Explain Sports. Mark, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well, Jair. You know, got a lot going on. Got schoolwork. Got a lot. Got sports going on. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot to be thinking about right now. And honestly, the sports world has been. It's given us a lot recently. You know, we. Saw newly crowned NBA champions. We saw um, surprising releases in football. We saw uh, one of the most hated teams in baseball go down 3-0 currently, and there's a chance they're swept tonight in the Houston Astros. We also saw this past weekend my Yankees, I don't know what the hell is going on, to the Tampa Bay Rays. So annoying. And then when the Rays beat the Yankees, they played in New York, New York. You know why? Which I before we move on, do you know why they play New York, New York after why they beat they? the Yankees? Because they don't have because Tampa Bay doesn't get their own theme song. No one cares about Tampa Bay. It's where you go to retire. Okay. So that's my thoughts on that. But I do I am glad they're beating the Houston Astros right now. But we'll get more into that. Yes. But Jair. What are your thoughts on everything that's going on? So, for the news update, we got the Lakers and the Heat. Finals is over. The Lakers beat the Heat in six games. I will admit I was wrong. I think we are both wrong. We thought that the Lakers were going to finish them earlier. But game five was one of the best performances I've seen from an NBA player, and that was Jimmy Butler going completely off, giving it his all. I think he only took 48 seconds off in that entire game. And kudos to Jimmy Butler. The Sixers really messed up getting rid of that guy. I, I don't know, man. It, it's it's kind of depressing watching the Heat because you know that the Sixers could have had him, and they they listened to Brett Brown, who's no longer even with the organization. And then we got the MLB postseason going on, as I mentioned before. And the big news that hit yesterday was the Jets waving Le'Veon Bell out of nowhere, kind of, after he liked a Twitter message criticizing head coach Adam Gase's game plan, only giving Le'Veon Bell 13 rush, rushing attempts and only one passing target, which is not a lot for someone who's considered a star running back. So that was a shock. I'm, I'm sure Le'Veon's excited to get an opportunity to go to a winning team, although it is in the middle of the season. Jair, what are your thoughts? On what? Which part? Well, first off, well, first off, let, like let's start out with the Lakers versus the Heat. Um, right now, currently with the with the Heat and the Lakers series, it was a very tough fought series by the Miami Heat. 
Um, it, it, it's sad to see them go out the way of how they did. Um, they were very outmatched, especially with this with the power forward position. Um, I don't think that I think that if there were to be a guy that they should go for in the offseason, it would be Montrez Harrell because he could fill in that power forward void. I think and that then, gets overrated. Well, I think that he. Well, I think that Miami needs a power forward. Um, that's that's how I feel. Someone that could contend with Anthony. I mean, like someone that could tend, that could contend with the Anthony Davises of the world and stuff like that. Uh, as for the Jets waving Le'Veon Bell, it was a complete shock. I know a lot of people want Adam Gaze fired, and um, you know. It's going to be interesting to see where Le'Veon Bell ends up. I know that a lot of people want him to go to the New England Patriots, actually. That's a very intriguing destination for him. My hope is that he goes to a team that he gets the most touches because, Jerry, I don't know if you realize this, but he is on my fantasy team. And I just happened to end a four-game losing streak yesterday. I am now one in four. So I'm hoping that Le'Veon Bell goes to a team where he can get the ball a lot. I know that the, the Kansas City Chiefs are an option, which would be very intriguing playing with Patrick Mahomes. They don't really have a – they have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but he's not very – he doesn't catch the ball a lot. He's more of a, just a runner. So Le'Veon Bell would add another weapon to their offense. Not like they need any more, but that would be a very intriguing option. So I'm very curious to see where he goes. I'm just hoping that it happens – sooner rather than later because I need those fantasy points. Yeah, no, I can't blame you on that. If I were Le'Veon Bell, I would take a week off, you know, do something cool like Why? Go to, I would go I would go to the Caribbean for like three or four days and just relax myself and then come I don't back. Like it at all. If I'm Le'Veon Bell, I'm signing now. He <laughs> didn't exactly perform the greatest with the Jets. I know the Jets are like literally a dumpster fire. But he needs to prove himself, and he even tweeted that last night. I got a lot to prove. I'm ready. So let's, let's see it, man. Let, let, let's see it. There's no going on vacation. I don't know where that came from, Jair, going on the Caribbean. Why, where, that would not help him, first of all. I mean, I would have just taken a week off. But, Mark, let me ask you this question. If you were to play football, what position would you be? That's a very interesting question, Jair. If I were to play football, I would definitely want to be a quarterback. Without a doubt. Quarterback, first of all, if I was good, quarterback, you have the chance to make the most money. You get the most attention. You're the leader. Everyone looks up to you. It's the most pressure, but it's also, come on, it's like one of the coolest jobs in sports to be the quarterback. Everyone looks up to you. You're, you're the guy on campus. There's, there's a lot to like being the quarterback. And I think with my height, if I actually practiced, maybe I could have been a quarterback, but I think those days are behind me. What about you, Jair? I think I would be – I think I could be a quarterback. Oh, maybe I could pass as a receiver or a running back, but I also think I would do pretty well at safety or linebacker. Jair, what about being like a punter, no? Nah. No, it's pretty boring. It's pretty boring. Hey, I mean, yeah. I, I saw a joke on Twitter I've meant about, uh, about, about a former football player – losing his wife to a place kicker and i was just thinking like man that's just crazy. that hurts that, re- that that really hurts your your wife to a place to a place kicker i wish I, hey i wish i had an nfl uh, team could sign me to be a place kicker you know even if i got my finger kicked or something like that at least i'd be making 750 grand a year 
I, I get that, man. Sticking with football, Jair, what do you think of Michael Thomas, who also, may I mention, is on my fantasy team and hasn't played in, it seems like, years, getting fined $59,000 today for arguing with Sean Payton and punching Chauncey Gardner-Johnson in a practice last week, which caused him to miss this past week's Monday Night Football, which he was would have been healthy for and would have gotten me more fantasy points. But that's besides the point. What are your thoughts on this whole situation? Do you think Michael Thomas has – he recently in 2019 just signed a five-year extension with New Orleans. Do you think that's going to last? And what do you think the whole chemistry with the team is after this? I think that it's just one of those situations right now with the, at the current state that I think that looks bad. I think he can overcome this. Um, and it makes sense for New England – I mean, New Orleans, my mistake. For New Orleans, that is, to, to you know, to discipline him for something. It, it, make, it makes sense. And it's like, you know, you're arguing with, with, with your head coach and you're arguing – and I mean, you punch, you know, your teammate – Makes sense for disciplinary action. It's just something to keep your eye on for the future. You don't want people, you don't want the Michael Thomases of the world turning into the next Antonio Browns of the world and just causing mischief repeatedly in the locker room with his coach. I don't know if I agree on that, man. I think Michael Thomas is your star player. He's going to have a fiery attitude. Look at the last dance. Michael Jordan punched Steve Kerr in the face, and I don't think he got – I don't think they, they disciplined him and he didn't play. He still played. I'm pretty sure he still played. If, you're, if it's your best player. I, he, I, I mean, he got kicked out of practice, so apparently. That's fine. I don't think they should have. I think he should have still played in the game. He can get fined. Oh, and also I, I read a report tonight that Michael Thomas didn't get officially suspended. He just got disciplined, whatever that means. I, I don't know why the guy didn't just – they didn't just play him. Well, well, I mean, I did say that, you know, you're going to get some kind of discipline. Yeah, by getting fine, and then maybe he'll miss the rest of practice that week. But I don't think you, you, you take your best player out of the game when it's important, and the Saints aren't exactly – they're 3-2 and two right now. They, they were 2-2 two and two when they decided to not play him. I, I don't know. I don't agree with the decision. And Sean Payton kind of has a reputation of being a little – not the nicest guy in the world. He had the whole bounty gate that he was involved in. Oh. He had the whole thing with Adrian Peterson. I don't know if you remember that. It was a Monday night game. They started yelling at each other in the sidelines. Well. He's not I'm, the biggest fan of, of, of Sean Payton. So I could see why Michael Thomas could get annoyed. And, hey, he punched a guy at practice. I, I, don't, I haven't even heard. I don't even know who that guy is. Who he punched, Chauncey gardner Johnson. I've never heard of him. So. I'm assuming that that guy played a little bit of a part in getting punched. Maybe he said something to Michael Thomas. I don't know why he didn't get in trouble, but it's beyond me. I mean, I, I, I see what you mean, Mark, about fiery attitudes and everything like that. Things like that happened within the locker room and in practices and stuff like that. Um, you know, he, he, he was going to have – I mean, there's going to be a disciplinary action in regard, like regardless of whether, you know – of whether, like, regardless, regardless of the situation, there's going to be a disciplinary action, especially when you get into it with your head coach. There's going to be talking tos and stuff like that. It, it makes it makes sense. I get your I get your point there. Well, 
going on to the NBA Finals, the NBA Finals this past year, they were, the ratings for this, the Game 6 that happened on Sunday was 5.6 million viewers, which is the lowest on record that Nielsen Media Research reports. And on that same night, the Seattle Seahawks were playing the Minnesota Vikings, and that got 11.4 million views, and it was a regular season game. What are your thoughts on the NBA Finals getting so little views? For, for reference, last year when the Warriors played the Raptors in Game 6, it got 18 million viewers. Well, I think that right now with the climate of how everything is going on in the world, it's just not normal to see basketball, uh, basketball well, the NBA Finals going on at this point in the year in October for like October, like today's October 14th, the NBA finals ended a couple of days ago. Um, it's just not normal for people to, to watch basketball at like the highest level, like the NBA finals at this point there, they're usually getting ready for media day and stuff like that. And just, it's, it, it, and I think that everyone is out of a rhythm right now. And with what had happened with, some of the injuries and just how outmatched Miami has looked, had looked in the finals at times, I think that it played a major role. And also football comes on once a week and people like to see Russell Wilson play. Actually it comes on three times a week. Well, three, well, three times a week. Three Recently times a week. it's been four. Well, well this week it, it was four, but like, you know, teams play once a week. Like they should, they say. Yeah. Sometimes twice, but once a week. I don't know, man. I, I don't think it's the greatest look, though, if your sport's having the finals and a sport with the regular season is getting almost double the amount of viewers. Of you. And the, the football game had no fans either. So it's not like you could say, oh, well, this doesn't feel normal, the NBA being in the bubble. Well, the NFL game had no fans, the Seahawks game. So I don't know. Maybe people are just more interested in – I mean, football – has been over the years more popular than basketball. It's just that number seems very low to me for a game six of the NBA Finals. It's true, and also, um, but I think, but here's a good, here's a good, here's a good question for you, Mark. Out of five point six, how many, how many of them were actually Lakers fans? Like, you know, like how much would you guess out of the five point six million viewers? I'm going to guess at least 2 million. Maybe even more. I was I was going to I was going to say, say like 60%, 70%. I would have said I feel like maybe two and a half million or or maybe two and a half million to like maybe four not two and a half million to 3 million viewers where all Lakers fans are came out of the LA or, or came from LA area while the rest of the world was like, you know, not so tuned in to, you know, watching the NBA finals. Well, watch, watch the reference, the Lakers on Instagram have 15 million followers. I'm assuming half of those aren't actually real fans. They're just people who like the NBA or, or want to look at LeBron James on social media. So I'm assuming like close Pretty much, I would say 70% of that 5 million number were Lakers fans on Sunday. Well, also, Mark, you know, you can't forget, there's also, well, there's LeBron James fans, and there's also yeah. Los Angeles Lakers fans. 
There's a difference in there. You got a guy like Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp, he's a LeBron James fan. Wherever he's he definitely goes, outnumbering the the Heat fan, that's for sure. Yeah. No, without without it without a shadow of a doubt. So Mark, there's a lot of things coming up. You're well, first off, let's let's go back here for a second. Well, first, your Philadelphia Eagles, it was a you know, how do you feel about them right now so far this season at this point? How do I feel about the Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah. I don't feel particularly great. The the defense didn't do that well against the Pittsburgh Steelers. They gave up almost 40 points, and they gave up four touchdown catches to a, a rookie wide receiver, which is not the greatest of looks. Nope. And Wentz still looks like he has the yips, like he has some good moments, but then he has the turnovers again. He looks like one of the worst quarterbacks in the league right now. The only good thing going for the Eagles right now is Travis Fulham, who – I'm going to talk about who is my star of the week who caught. We actually were watching the game together, Jair, and you were like, who is that guy? And I was like, that's Travis Fulham, man. And he, against the Steelers this past Sunday, had 10 catches for 152 receiving yards. I've never, like, I have not seen that of an Eagles wide receiver. I can't remember the last time I saw that. What are your thoughts after watching the Eagles on Sunday, Jair? I mean, I think that they could that they can compete. It was just a very rough go for them. That that that's my honest opinion about it. Um, also, the Pittsburgh Steelers—they've looked very solid this year. But you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, do you like the Eagles? You don't. You, I'm guessing that you don't like the Eagles' chances heading into this Sunday against the Baltimore Ravens. I don't know. I think. The Eagles, do they either play well and have a chance to win or they play really bad and just get destroyed? So the Ravens, they've been good this year, but they haven't been great. Like, they lost to the Chiefs this year. They killed the Browns in the first game of the season, the Ravens. They they played the Washington football team and only beat them by two touchdowns. But then they killed the Bengals for the Eagles tied. So, yeah. Uh, I would, if I had to guess, I'd definitely pick the Ravens to win. But it's going to be an interesting matchup. I think it all depends on how Wentz plays and if Travis Fulham can continue this. If he can continue what he did against the Steelers, then it might be a game. But if they can't get anything going on the offense, it's going to be a long, it's going to be a long game. All right, Mark. Now, Mark, um, Let's go into a little bit of some Major League Baseball. And by the way, you said the word, the yips. Do you feel bad at all seeing Jose Altuve just botching throws? Not so at all. I think, it's, I think it's great. The guy was very cocky. He's also like an all-time cheater. So I think it's great that he's struggling. Stolen MVP from Aaron Judge. Yeah, and a World Series ring as well. Well, there you go. I mean, it's just very, it's very, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, Everybody's enjoying it, unless you're a Houston Astros fan. Absolutely. And how do you feel about the Dodgers and Braves series going so far? Well, currently, last time I checked in the, 
well, the Dodgers lost game one, and then they were down, I believe, seven to one in the eighth inning last night against the Braves. Eight one, eight one, I think. And they came back, and I was watching the ninth inning. I know it was eight to three, and then it became eight to seven, and they almost got it back. And they om- they looked like they had a lot of offensive momentum, even though they lost the game. And then, well, what do you know? Today, in their game against the Braves, I believe they're up currently 17, 15 to one at the end of the fourth inning. So I think they, this is going to be quite a series. But I'm hoping that the Dodgers win because I, I want them to beat the Rays as well. I want the Dodgers to win. And between the Tampa Bay Rays or the LA Dodgers, I don't really mind. I just want to see Houston not make it. And I also want to see Atlanta um, lose. Do you see the, any shot of Houston going coming back in this series? I, I, I mean, tonight they are going with Zach Granke on a mound. I think that one of Houston's biggest issues is, is their pitching staff is very depleted, mm-hmm. like compared to how they have been in years past with Verlander, Cole, having guys like Keuchel going out there. And, it, and Granke's been – he's been hurt too. So it's just – I'm not – I think that – I think that they – I think that their chances are getting less and less. And with the Jose Altuve blunders and the untimely hitting, it's just not – I think that their chances are very slim. Um, but, you know, don't – you know, never say never because they still do have talent on their team. I completely agree with you, Jair. Yes. But also, Mark, let's get into our stars of the week. Well, I already mentioned my star of the league was Travis Fulgham for the Eagles, the wide receiver. He came out of nowhere. First, before this week, last week, he had the game-winning touchdown catch against the San Francisco 49ers. And then, as I mentioned earlier, this week against the Steelers, he had 10 catches for 150-plus yards, looking like Michael Thomas and Calvin Johnson combined. That's what he looked like out there. He looked like, he looked like one of those guys. It was amazing to watch. What about you, Dreyer? Who's your star of the league? I'm going to have to say Mark Melanson. It's just, you know, just based off the fact that he caught two Jose Al- Ozzie, I mean, Ozzie Albies home runs on back-to-back nights. Um, I have to give him some credit for that one. You know, like that's just a one to the blue moon kind of a thing. I agree with that and, one. And, all, and also the fact that he got the save last night for, for Atlanta, although I want Atlanta to lose. The, the, definitely the most impressive thing was him catching all those home run balls. Yeah. Like nonchalantly too. And the second one, I think that he made more of an effort, but the first one, he but the first one, he barely even moved. So going on to the loser of the week, my loser of the week this 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 week is the Jets fans. Sorry, my one of my roommate Jack is a Jets fan. If he's listening to this, sorry, Jack, but you guys are the losers of the week because your organization is a complete disaster. You get rid of one of the best players in the league, Jamal Adams, the beginning of the season, because he hates your coach and he doesn't like the culture that's going on. And then you fail to use a elite running back in Le'Veon Bell. And he likes some tweets on, on Twitter. So you just release him and keep a coach who's literally throwing games away in the season and you have a quarterback who show, looks like he has a lot of talent, was a very big prospect coming out of college, USC, Sam Darnold. 
and he just looks like he's getting ruined being on the Jets. They're, they're, the game plans are awful. There's no swagger with the team. They're consistently getting blown out. There's, they're not, the only game that they were in this year that was close was against the Broncos, who were using like their third-string quarterback, and the Broncos have had a ton of injuries. And they still won by like nine points, I believe. So, yeah, Jets fans, you guys are the losers of the week and probably the losers of the season. And for a few years, it's going to be tough to make that team relevant again. For my loser of the week, I'm going to have to say the Dodgers. Um, pitching staff, in a small sense, it's just with, with it, like the, the, the Clayton Kershaw thing, that's a, that's a huge uh, – that was a huge, like, bad break for them not going last night, you could say. Um, I think it was Tony Gonsolin who got the start for the Dodgers. He did very well up until the Freddie Freeman two-run home run, I believe it was. I think it was a two-run homer. But, yeah, you know, it's just that pitching staff situation. And I think that Kershaw is supposed to go for game four tomorrow night. So it's not all that bad of a loser. I'm assuming they're good. If they don't win tonight, they have to win tonight. It's being up 15-1 right now. I, I think that they can win. So then our last topic is the funniest moment of the week. And I actually saw this moment with you when we hung out this past Sunday. <laughs> My man, J.R. Smith, did not get a lot of – didn't play at all in the finals. Joined the Lakers in the bubble after not being on the regular – not being on the team during the regular season and before the whole bubble. So the – even before, like, I think there was five seconds left in the, in the game and the Lakers were clearly winning and Jared Smith took his shirt off to celebrate. I thought that was very funny and it's just a classic JR move and it made me laugh. I know you think differently, but. My opinion about it is just like, you know, Jared Smith wasn't there for the regular season and it just, you know, good for him he won a chip but it's just like he wasn't there for the regular season he wasn't really there for a good chunk of the grind so it just just think about that it, it took away from me honestly uh there for the team chemistry man team chemistry what did he do he's big boys with lebron i'm sure lebron wanted him on the team yeah well i mean good for him you know who you know LeBron what? doesn't have to have him forget to score at the end of a game and, and completely lose a game for them in the finals. I think LeBron's okay with him being on the team. Yeah. I mean, like, anyways, as for, like, a guy that I have to give a lot of respect for, it's to Dwight Howard. Hey, technically he won a ring, or he won a ring in Orlando. So, you know, I'm happy for him. Um, what happened? I was going to say, what's your funniest moment of the week? My funniest moment of the week is just – it was just – it was kind of funny just seeing how the dot how the Braves just routed the Dodgers' pitching staff. Last night it felt like one after the the other, like they were just routing all over the whole entire uh, Dodgers pitching staff. It felt I felt kind of bad for the for the Dodgers in a way, but I'm glad that they're coming back so far today. Oh, they're coming back all right. They're, they're laying the smackdown on them, but. So- before we end, Jair, I want to just talk about the news that came out today about Nick Saban, the head coach of Alabama, testing positive for COVID. Um, 
my prayers go out to him, his family. It's very, it's gonna be very interesting to see if the rest of the Alabama football team catches it because obviously they're around him all the time. But we'll see. So college football, I know that the LSU game got can the Flor Florida Florida got canceled. Their game this weekend got canceled. The Florida Gators against LSU was supposed to go to Florida, but the Gators had a bunch of guys test positive. So actually, there were 21 positive cases. So that's like pretty insane. And with it getting colder around most places in the country, it seems that COVID is it's always been here, but it seems like it's getting worse again. So I just pray for everyone out there and stay safe. And hopefully we get the vaccine soon. Likewise, like, you know, I, I wish Nick Saban the best and I wish his family the best. You know, you never know what this virus and you never know who could have it and in that person you may not even know that he does have it so shout out to Tay on the track we love the beat as usual Jair it was good speaking to you man it was good speaking to you too Mark I'm your host Mark Bud, and I'm Jair Davis. To listen to more Tripod Productions, go to thetriangle.org slash podcasts.